Welcome to Montgomery County Today. I'm Jen Harris, and joining me is County Administrator Craig Meadows. We're here to talk about a recent Board of Supervisors meeting. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Good to be here today. So uh, at the August 28th board meeting, there were quite a few agenda items, and uh, I think we should knock out several of them. We won't cover everything today. As always, if you want to view the meeting in its entirety and the items we don't discuss today, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash MontgomeryVA. But uh, I thought it would be helpful if we talked about three public hearings, three work session items, and six items of new business. Now, several of those items were related, so let's go ahead and knock out those related items first. Sounds good. Uh, the first uh, public hearing was a budget amendment related to Montgomery County Public Schools carryover funding. No one addressed the board, and four of the six new business items were directly related to that public hearing. So that will knock out five, and all four were approved. Um, so I'm hoping that, uh, is there anything that you want to talk about about those carry forward funding well, items? Well, most of the items that were related to MCPS carryover funding are items that, <coughs> excuse me, recur every year, uh, funding to cover purchase orders. Uh, there was some funding, uh, that should have been in a reserve fund that was in their operations that was pulled back out to put in a, in a reserve fund, um, hate to say that they were routine but that's a cleanup item that the board usually do usually does um, every summer once Mm -hmm. the budget's adopted so there was nothing unusual about that Uh, board members usually have a question or two about uh, the funding and where it comes from and why it's there and so those questions were asked at the meeting but um, all in all all the all the appropriations were passed unanimously so Questions asked, answered, and resolutions approved. Moved (laughs) moved on. Yes, that's right. Okay. Well, those were kind of short and sweet compared to everything else, but there were two more public hearings related to special use permits, and the board chose to take action on one of those, but they're going to vote on a second one at an upcoming meeting. So did I get that? You, You got that correct. And the reason they took action on one and not both is that the special use permit related to a request by John and Stacy Lloyd for a contractor storage yard in the Mount Tabor Magisterial District, which is off Colby Collar Road, um, <clears throat> that item um, will be acted on at their September 25th meeting. And the reason for that is... Uh, the board did receive several letters of concern uh, related to that uh, special use permit, and the board's practice has been if they receive comments from citizens of concern on any action, they typically do not vote on that action the same night that they have the public hearing. Um, what's complicating it now is a new law that requires action within 14 days of when the item is initially published and so unfortunately because the board didn't take action uh, at the September sorry at the August 28th meeting I'm thinking forward Mm -hmm. um, they have to re-advertise it and it delays the action till September 25th Uh, it is my understanding of the applicant was aware of that and is aware of that so um, still a little bit frustrating that it's uh, going to put an action off for mm-hmm. about a month. but um, And uh, the folks that, <clears throat> excuse me, American Planning Association, uh, VACO, VML, are all working to get that law changed so um, it doesn't unnecessarily add time to special use requests or rezoning requests. But 
all that being said, uh, on that special use permit, uh, that will be back before the board uh, at their September 25th meeting. The other SUP, special use permit request, was related to a company, uh, Primo Con Incorporated, doing business as Waco, Inc., uh, for a contractor service establishment. Um, Waco is requesting to move into the former Charlottesville Volunteer Rescue Squad facility, which, uh, you know, we're very sad that Charlottesville Rescue Squad voted to fold their operations. Uh, they were able to quickly sell the property that they um, occupied down in the Charlottesville area, and this company is moving in um, uh, contractor storage yard. They're also going to have their uh, service establishment there, so it'll be a it'll be a nice addition there, and and is a is a good outcome for what unfortunately was a was a, was a not so good event with uh, the Charlottesville Rescue Squad voting to dissolve, but. Um, the board did vote unanimous, unanimously uh, to approve the SUP. So, well, that it. knocks three more items off our list. <laughs> I was right. hoping to talk about. So that leaves us with, I think, four things if my math is right. But it was a late meeting, and uh, I'm not sure. I could have, I could have these numbers wrong. But there are three items that were discussed during work session, and that took the bulk of the meeting. And they included uh, personal property tax and what they call the PPTRA, which is the Personal Property Tax Relief Act rate. Very good. Yep, I had to look that up so I didn't goof <laughs> it up. Um, another item was tax relief for the elderly and disabled. And finally, uh, a community land trust, I believe, or is it housing trust? We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> uh, so the bulk of that was on those through the bulk of the meeting. Uh, could you walk us through the first two tax relief related items Absolutely. and what that means? Absolutely. Be glad to. And I think one of the reasons I'm stumbling over words this morning is we record the podcast the day after the, the board meetings, and it was a long one last night, and when we got into these three items, there were a whole lot of numbers flying around. And it was a lot of math. It was a lot of math, <laughs> and so I think my brain's still tired from from Trying doing, to keep up with all trying, the math. Trying to keep up with the numbers. But yeah. as you mentioned, uh, both the items related to uh, personal property tax relief uh, and also the tax relief for the elderly and disabled, both those items relate to potential tax relief for our citizens. Mm -hmm. uh, the personal uh, property related to personal vehicles, as folks I'm sure are aware, uh, vehicle valuations uh, for used vehicles have been trending extremely high. They've actually come down somewhat um, in the past year, but uh, last year uh, when the board uh, set the personal property tax rate, uh, the board asked the Commissioner of Revenue to certify an 80% assessment ratio, not radio, 80% uh, assessment ratio for those vehicles uh, due to the, the fact that the market value was significantly higher than our historical averages. Uh, as I said, those market's still high. It's not as high as it was last year. However, the staff still feels that there needs to be some adjustment to that market value in order to give uh, taxpayers a little bit of relief uh, from what has been uh, the historical trend for valuation. This year, the staff uh, recommended to the board uh, that they ask the Commissioner of Revenue to consider a 90% assessment ratio. In other words, if your car, if the fair market value of your car, according to J.D. Power, is 
$20,000. The assessment uh, that the commissioner will use for your personal property taxes would be 90% of that or $18,000. So give some relief. Um, we just feel that's fair considering historically where we've been uh, with our with our taxes on that item. Um, the PPTRA, <laughs> which is the Personal Property Tax Relief Act, was passed uh, over 20 years ago now in 1998. That which, wasn't 20 years ago, yeah, was it? It was 25 years ago no. this year. It's a quarter of a century. Hey. <laughs> Let's don't get in. We're doing all kinds of math. <laughs> yeah, we're doing way. all kinds of math, and I'm just we can't uh, stop. And I'm feeling really old. No. Um, <laughs> it, the Tax Relief Act that was passed provides tax relief for passenger car, motorcycle, or pickup or panel trucks with a registered gross weight of less than ten thousand pounds, which basically means vehicles that are used for uh, primarily uh, citizen use. They're not business vehicles. If a qualified vehicle's assessed value is $1,000 or less, the uh, state covers that share of the tax is 100%. For other qualified vehicles, the tax bill is reduced by the applicable, that's a big word on Tuesday, tax relief percentage for the tax year on the first $20,000 of assessed value. Uh, When that bill was passed back in 1998, it was to hopefully eliminate or greatly reduce uh, the personal property taxes on vehicles. That worked for a year or two, and then, of course, values continued to increase. The contribution from the state um, stayed static, and so over time, what was supposed to cover a, a large portion, or in some cases all of the personal property tax bill, has faded out uh, to where this year, I believe, and I didn't bring that note with me this morning, but I believe the personal, the percentage that is now covered is right around 30%. Mm. Uh, it just continues to decrease. Right. Uh, it's a chunk of the state's budget, and the state has a lot of other budget challenges as well, so I don't know that we'll ever see that value increased, but mm. um, that's something that, Uh, is a state item that affects um, localities and how they calculate their personal property taxes. The board did request the staff at the August 28th meeting to bring a resolution to the board to vote on the item at the September 11th meeting. Um, Typically, personal property tax bills are mailed in October and are due December the 5th. Uh, So that was the first item. So if that one didn't wear folks down, then the second item. Stay tuned. There are two more. uh, Yeah. (laughs) The second item was uh, the board spent some time discussing tax relief for the elderly and disabled. Uh, The board has not made any adjustments uh, to these uh, numbers since 2013. There's a number of reasons for that. Primarily, when the board made an adjustment back in 2013, we adjusted to what at that time were the maximum values that were allowed. And I think staff uh, felt that at that point in time that the county was in good shape for uh, several years. Mm -hmm. Well, several years turned into 2020 and COVID and all that fun stuff. And uh, as a result of um, COVID and the inflationary uh, issues we've all faced, it became apparent over the last year that we really needed to revisit this issue and make some adjustments. 
so after discussing the current policy uh, related to this with the board, uh, they requested that staff bring an ordinance uh, with the increased income and net worth financial limits, and those uh, adjustments are simply to help keep in line with the cost of living increases over the last few years. So that will be, I believe that one's going to be addressed. Um, I think September 11th. I think it's coming at the next meeting. I believe that's correct. I thought that was it. Now that takes two, uh, care of two of those work session items. And the last item, this had a lot of numbers in it. And so I'm hoping you will, um, I'm going to try to get this right, but I know you're going to clean it up. So, uh, the item was related to the Community Land Trust, and the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors voted to create the New River Home Trust and enter into a support agreement on July 11, 2022. So last year, the board said, this sounds like a great idea. Let's move forward. Let's join efforts with um, community housing partners and the town of Blacksburg to do this. And so, um, let's see, am I in, in the, the purpose was to help provide affordable housing for low income and moderate income residents in our community. So what was the purpose of discussing, I hope I'm saying it right, the community land trust at the August 28th meeting? You are saying that correct. Um, Got it right. we are, uh, partners with the town of Blacksburg in a community land trust, but, uh, the group spoke to the board about last night is the New River Home Trust, which is the... Not confusing at all. Not confusing at all. No. Um, There's a reason for the names. But the bottom line is uh, the partnership that is between the town and the county is related to the Community Land Trust. And what uh, the group, Matt Hanratty and a gentleman from Community Housing Partners uh, were there last night just to provide an update to the board on the status of the program there are five homes that are ready to be placed into the program. Uh, there's a little bit of a challenge, um, and you know I could talk the next hour over the over the numbers, so I'll try to be very succinct. Uh, there's a little bit of a challenge in uh, the difference between the market assessed value for these five homes, and then the affordabil- affordability value, which is a number that's calculated. Uh, by the by the trust for folks that are low to moderate income to purchase those houses and what it's what has happened is with interest rates rising um, it's created a greater disparity um, with interest rates rising and the recent reassessment which of course um, increased the value of property considerably mm-hmm. there's a disparity between the real estate taxes that would be paid based on the market value of the home versus the affordability value of the home. And that difference would have to be borne by the people that are buying these houses, mm-hmm. which creates a hardship when you look at the total financial uh, picture uh, for the, for these homeowners. So, there were a whole lot of numbers that were thrown around uh, last night as far as uh, values and taxes. In essence, what the group was seeking last night was uh, efforts to address about a $6,500 disparity for these five homes between um, taxes at full assessed value versus affordability value. And they were looking to the board for for some direction on policy guidance. Um, 
the county attorney has some information on that. He's going to be coming back at an upcoming meeting. Uh, there's also some state law that I think, as we investigate it, perhaps would allow the Commissioner of Revenue to be able to address that this issue without the board having to take any action. Mm. Uh, so it was a whole lot of discussion, whole lot of numbers. By, right. the, by the time we finished that third work session, I think everybody's math brain was pretty much worn out. I was, my brain was numb, yes. Uh, but it was, uh, it was good discussion, and the board did request that we come back with some additional information on the uh, effect of what was being requested at at the uh, at an upcoming meeting. Well, uh, if you it was very thorough, I will say that. So, if you are interested in learning more, uh, in the meantime, before we discuss it again with the board of supervisors at a board of supervisors meeting, um, please again visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash MontgomeryVA. Now that leaves us with one final item. Under new business, the board unanimously approved a resolution of recognition for the town of Christiansburg Chief of Police, Mark Sisson. I'm yep. sure you have things to say about that. Oh, yes. <laughs> no numbers involved with that except years of service. There you uh, go. Chief Sisson is retiring on August 31st, later this week, after serving nearly three decades in law enforcement. Uh, we've certainly appreciated his leadership with the town and, and wish him all the best. Our, our law enforcement uh, community works very closely together. Um, Chris Ramsey, who is currently the Deputy Chief of Police, will be assuming the Chief's role uh, effective September 1st. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we will certainly miss Mark. Uh, Mark has served his community well for almost 30 years, and we just wish him all the best. Well, thank you again for joining us today and providing us with an update on several of the items from the August 28th board meeting. If you want to learn more about the Board of Supervisors or Montgomery County in general, please visit montva.com. Again, if you want to view this meeting in its entirety, including the items we didn't go over today, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash MontgomeryVA. I want to just emphasize what Jen closed with there this morning, and that is uh, when we talk about lots of numbers and lots of issues that can easily uh, be confusing even for us, I encourage you to take a look at our YouTube channel. Uh, those board meetings, uh, the one on the 28th was a little long, um, but if you want to just skip to the areas that uh, you're interested in, please do that. It's a great way to learn more about the county, and as always, we welcome folks to attend a meeting as well. It's always great to see folks in the audience, and, and uh, we certainly try to uh, make sure we're providing good information for them as well. With that, thank you very much. I hope everyone has a great day.